It's the SaaS Brand Strategy Show. We are back this week, another week in our mini-sode series. Uh, we're talking about what SaaS can learn from the B2B Can Lion Awards this year. Uh, the first year ever of a B2B version of the Can Lions. Um, we talked last week about Dole and their new category of product Pina Techs. They're making vegan leather out of uh, the refuse that comes from the pineapple harvesting process. Um, this week, we're talking about something completely different. Uh, we're talking about Spotify this week. Um, Mike, Dustin, we're back. Uh, Mike, do you want to give a quick overview for us of uh, the B2B Can Lions, what they are, why they're doing them this year? Yeah, uh, B2B Can Lions, the creativity effectiveness for, for B2B, the, what the story that came out or what the story that they're telling about why there's a specific dedicated category for B2B this year is that over the past couple of years, the general awards have seen more and more winners from the B2B sector. So they decided to split it off and create its own um, its own category of awards. Um, concurrent with that is this whole push from LinkedIn with the B2B Institute, which is really uh, pushing B2B marketers and leadership teams to think more creatively about marketing, um, less direct and more creative. Um, and so a lot of the work that they're doing um, from thought leadership and surveys and um, uh, research is kind of, they're tying it into this. So um, if you think about it behind the scenes, LinkedIn is like, okay, so how do we actually make this real? Like we, we really believe in this, this uh, initiative. And then it's kind of a natural to go to can and the lions awards and say, Hey, let's, let's do it our own category here. So it starts to recognize creative thinking around um, business ideas, products and services um, for B2B. And so that's, that's where it came from. And in, I think that there's kernels within these bigger awards that are applicable to the SaaS um, companies and tech companies that we work with. So let's, let's talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, yeah, I think we talked about last week is, you know, regardless of, regardless of what you're doing in terms of like a budget perspective, there are principles involved in these campaigns that everyone can benefit from adopting and, and, and working into their own business. However, however they see fit. Um, so yeah, well, all well said, Mike. Um, a quick question. Do you know how many they gave out this year? Uh, there's probably like to... 15. They had subcategories for things and I could look it up, but I think there was between like 12 and 15 subcategories yeah. and they have a Grand Prix prize, which was won by Shervin Williams, the paint company for this yeah. um, AI activated custom paint color creator. Um, and then they have all these subcategories in which you can win gold in or silver. So that's why there's kind of, I think around 12 to 15, I can look it up. Got it. Cool. No, that makes sense. Um, we are, we are not talking about all 15. We're going to talk about uh, four over the course of uh, these four weeks. Uh, like I said, we talked about Dole this week. Um, this week, we are going to talk about Spotify. So um, Spotify did a advertising campaign uh that they are referring to as a song for every cmo 
And I'm going to read a little uh, snippet here from Adweek. Um, Adweek said, uh, being a CMO is often a thankless job that carries more weight than a backpack full of bowling balls. Spotify is hoping to give chief marketing officers everywhere a boost with its latest campaign, a song for every CMO. And instead of trying to explain this campaign, I think I'm just gonna play it. All ears will be on you, CMO, baby. Been on Z and I shall be right there to help you through trouble or share a square. CDMO of Kimberly Clark. They're in our bathrooms and in our hearts. Wow. I wonder if they must have looked at their Spotify like uh, listening preferences and then made a song in the genre that they like the most because those were all like pretty distinct different genres and the people that couldn't tell those like a little clip of each each person got like a full two minute song yeah um, and that was like a mashup of them yeah I um as a musician I just have to respect how much fucking work that was totally. <laughs> to make custom songs for each of these uh these CMOs in different completely different genres and and actually record and track those and export them and 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 put them on spotify is uh it's a pretty it's a pretty like, lift uh, yeah there's album cover art for each one yeah we'll, it's on we'll link to the uh, playlist <laughs> you can go check out the playlist yes yes um and these guys so you, this one gold in the subcategory of targeting and engagement yes about as targeted as you can get by targeting individual CMOs. The first thing I thought of was uh, many moons ago, Dustin and I did an account-based um, marketing campaign together. And I was like, wow, this is account-based marketing taken to a whole new level to be creating custom uh, custom pop songs and blues songs uh, to, to shout out individual CMOs. My one question, and I don't know if you know this, Mike, was this targeting these CMOs to get them to advertise on the platform? Or was this more of a campaign around thanking CMOs who do advertise on the platform as a way of sort of boosting the uh, the import of this type of advertising? Uh, I think there's two goals here. One is to demonstrate to CMOs the power of audio platforms for marketing and advertising. Sure. And doing that in a way that's using their platform and customizing it for them to really get their attention and to yep. let the CMOs get the feels 
and be like, oh, this is, so they're showing the love, right? They're like, we were, you know, you're the CMO of Kimberly Clark, huge yeah. advertiser. So we're going to write a song for you to demonstrate like how powerful and impactful that this medium could be for yeah. marketing and advertising, but we're going to do it in a way that just shows you the love like above and beyond. Yeah. So being a recovering CMO, I went down this rabbit hole because <laughs> nobody's written me a song. So. <laughs> right, right. Ryan will write and, you a, a rap. I'll write you a song, no problem. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be looking for one. Um, all right. <laughs> so these were all advertisers. So, and, you know, think of the companies, right? Intuit, Indeed. I think Indeed is one of the largest online ad spenders, period. Um, sure. You know, Frito-Lay, so the Frito Doritos Lay, CMO. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly Clark, uh, there's forget the couple others, but, um, anyway, so these were all existing Spotify advertisers. So it was a little bit of like a thank you Got but it. to Mike's point. Um, a, it got the attention of all the other CMOs. Totally. So I posted this to the CMO Slack forum to be like, Hey, add this to your, uh, resume. <laughs> Have you had a song written about you? <laughs> yeah. CMO role? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think it, it's, it's super creative for one. So for what can be to be learned, like we do customer appreciation things all the time. You know, mm. uh, we do these, you know, customer advisory board events, right? We'll bring people to some super nice hotel and wine and dine you for a week and like talk to you and get your feedback and, you know, make you feel important. Um, you'll get a gift that's maybe customized to you that shows up, you know, around the holidays and, you know, all that stuff. And that everybody does that. Um, one of our customers pfl like enables you to do that with automation and tracking and you know deliver that hybrid experience they call it this has taken hybrid experience to a new level um and i think uh the pfl hybrid experience does a really good job of getting somebody's attention in the moment this one has a viral sharing spread about it that yeah. i think is hard to replicate and um so that's the genius of this campaign is they thanked some of their biggest ad spend customers so that was the whatever it costs to make the music and do all this, it was probably worth doing it just to show the appreciation to these folks totally. that spend tens of millions of dollars with them. Uh, but the fact that they made it into a campaign about celebrating CMOs who, as we've talked about on this podcast, are generally like kicked in the teeth most of the time. Right. Um, and, it, and then the CMOs sharing it amongst themselves and talking about it. And then these CMOs being able to have this proud moment where they share it. Uh, I don't, it's genius. Yeah. Now, did a ad agency help come up with this, Mike? Does it say in there or did Spotify do this in house? Uh, it was FCB New York. So yes. Shout out to FCB. <laughs> this, is a, this is a good job. It's very creative. It checks so many boxes. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So B2B, like this, this is an example to be like, okay, how many boxes can we check? Like the song for every CMO campaign did because very few are going to, are going to knock it out of the park like this. You get to totally. appreciate your customers. You get to totally get it shouted across the land by your customers to your potential customers. Yeah. And then have, you know, awards given. Here we are on a podcast talking about it. Um, right. Yeah. You know, I've shared it with hundreds of CMOs <laughs> to be like, check this out. And everybody's like, yeah. No. I, I love to the, um, the sort of secondary effect of social proof as well for other CMOs being like, oh, these are the types of brands that are spending this type of money with Spotify that they're yeah, getting these, these types of shout outs. If I'm not advertising on Spotify right now, I'm probably fucking up as a CMO based on, you know, the, the brands and the people that I respect that they're, you know, they're making these types of 
these types of uh, account-based, you know, songs for. Yeah, that's I hadn't thought about this as account-based marketing, but um, this is possibly yeah one of the best examples because it attracts their competitors, like the Kimberly Clark competitors. <laughs> Check this out. I don't know who makes the competing Kleenex, but anyways, <laughs> that person is probably like, oh, I wonder if I should advertise. I don't, yeah, the, the whole thing I, it like blew my mind when I saw the headline, and then when I went down the rabbit hole on it, I was like, wow, this yeah. is. And I'm just I have. Uh, have a soft spot for music so it was tied to music i was like oh my god i, I want one of these that's just a sale for anybody making me a song about my job as a CMO, but. well we talked about <laughs> this kind of a little bit but like the power of music and how it opens uh, windows and doors into emotional responses that nothing else does have and the power of music to uh to generate engagement and and generate the feels like you get a positive feel that's why jingles are still popular that's why other songs are so popular within uh, larger brand level advertising is because of the the windows it opens into emotional responses so that's just a whole other layer added on to this thing it's like i got my own song written about me like hell yeah like i'm gonna play it a million times yeah and, and there's also um there's sort of like a comedy component to it as well like it's musically really sound but like conceptually it's pretty funny and if you listen to some of the lyrics and like the way that it's presented they're like it's 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 endearing but it's like it's kind of funny the way that they're actually you know singing about these yeah, it had a it had like a bud light real men of genius uh vibe to it totally yes totally like it's like borderline self-deprecating in a way like we we get it we know what we're doing here this is both funny but also we're doing a pretty good job of it at the same time yeah so if you think about like you know if you think about it into the software world and everybody's talking about like personalization like, well, what is personalization really? And, right. and this kind of takes it to a whole nother level of personalization, but you get like this, I mean, it's possibly why things like Loom are generating such um, interest and use because it's able to do a one-to-one um, outreach to the people that are most important to you. And I think that's, you know, I ta- we talked about this beforehand, uh, like when YouTube first started, and I was in public relations, we used to do one-off video pitches to really high-level targeted media people Mm -hmm. um, that was password protected. So we could just record a video and send it to them with the password. And that got great engagement. Um, It got really cool response, partially because of the novelty, but partially because it was this multimedia platform that we could really just have a direct connect with the person we were pitching to. So this kind of takes it to a whole nother level, if you will. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, a thing we talk about is what you can take away from this. I think, I think the personalization component absolutely builds on Spotify's brand promise to these businesses, which is we can give you super targeted advertising. And this is, we're, we're, we're doing, we're leaning into the targeted advertising to the point that it's clearly over the top, but also we know all kinds of demographic information about our listeners and we can put you in very targeted ways in front of those people as well. And so I think it is like, it's an extension of their brand promise, I guess, which is a thing that, you know, we, we talk about a lot. And I think, um, I, I think is a thing that, you know, SaaS SAS businesses can take away, which is, you know, can you, can you make an extension of your brand promise happen through these types of campaigns in a way that is as engaging as something like this is. Yeah. Again, just like Dole paying off their point of view on the world. Right. And the problem I solve with 
yeah with connecting with the customers i mean again i don't think there's a single box this doesn't check yes so far i'm gonna rank this one better than the fake leather even though the fake leather is probably bigger for the planet this this (laughs) is a is, is a marketing campaign is yeah is that checks every single box because yeah. I don't know how many people are going to share the Dole campaign. There, you know, if you need a leather alternative, you're going to hear about uh, the pineapple leather. But this ha- this has people sharing it to other people, talking about it. I mean, that's really hard to work into an advertising campaign. Yeah. Well, you know, we always talk about how you're supposed to make the customer the hero. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you're now the the the, the subject of a rock song. You know, yeah. like how much how much more can that be, turn you into a hero or feel like a hero totally a hundred percent a thing i find interesting about this campaign and it's actually similar similar with the dole one is you know when we talked about dole dustin uh last week you were like i think of them as selling me pineapple when i think of spotify i think of the thing on my phone that i listen to all my music through in my mind these a lot of these are b2c companies but there's this interesting like b2b angle and i a thing i think is interesting is is some of this creativity coming from a thing we talk about a lot, which is, is there B2C chops that are, that the creativity of these B2C chops are informing these B2B components of these brands and these businesses. And is that part of the reason they are doing something a little more creative, a little more interesting, a little more tied to like a brand promise, a little more tied to their customer. Like is, is there, is there an, is there an impact of these maybe more traditionally thought of as B2C brands? dabbling in these b2b spaces and using those chops to to inform those types of campaigns i don't know it's a trend we'll have to monitor on as we talk about the rest of these (laughs) yeah there's something there for sure and most of the advertisers on spotify so they weren't all b2c uh into it and indeed are you know they're b2b to b2c um, but they're they're b2b um advertisers so it wasn't just doritos and kleenex right it was job job postings and tech software totally totally well no and I, yeah and I, I i think um i think that's that's an interesting component too is like there's layers of like spotify's a b2c business this campaign is a b2b campaign targeted targeted at b2b and b2c businesses so there's like all these layers of it's a lot of layers of marketing going on here but the execution was consistent and it works across it doesn't matter yep um it works for everybody. It, it, yeah. So, so far, if I'm, we should probably give our own awards here. We, we're not done, but so far, this is the, this is the winner. Awarding the awards. The, C, the CMO likes the CMO campaign. Uh, is, it, is it that obvious? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll have to, maybe we'll do a blog post at the end and we'll rank stack the whole list of 12 or 15 go. of like this, these were our favorites and here's why. Um, there you go. Anything else SaaS can take away from this, Dustin? If you're a SaaS business, what are you doing to to steal from this and and make it yours and and um, pay off your promise? Yeah, I, mean, I think I'm gonna make the checklist of this, so I'll I'll post this on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you know always if you can pay off your point of view in the market, that's yep. first thing. Yep. Second, if you can make the customer the hero, great. Yep. Third, if you can make it viral, <laughs> then I think if you have those three things, um, let it rip. Yeah. And so anything you're doing, like just run through that checklist real quick. And the virality one is the hardest. I mean, come on, we've 
we've all done this a lot and yeah you're trying to get somebody's attention you know how often can it be viral like again we mentioned pfl they do the hybrid experience they can send you these really cool custom gifts that you know will probably make you pay attention to the outreach you're getting but you're probably not going to go tell 10 cmos or 10 you know right. cro's or 10 cfos whatever whoever's being targeted about your pf you know the experience you got uh, it's an AY PFL. You don't even know PFL did it. Say, you know, Slack or Zoom was reaching out to you. But um, yeah, if it can go viral, I just think that is the hat trick that is just, it It requires the utmost thought and creativity to pull off. Yes. Um, and virality is actually, to me, it's a function of the first two. Plus I wouldn't call it virality. I would call it shareability. Like make sure the idea, if you got this killer idea and execution that there's a shareable component to it that makes it easy to, push across your networks yeah 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 being on spotify everybody has it on their phone it's super easy to share the playlist and if you don't have it they'll just let you play the playlist in a browser i mean it just yeah, yeah. so shareability yeah that's what i mean by viral that's kind of a an ancient term at this point i mean people are going to tell people <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah it was interesting enough that i'm gonna we're gonna talk about it you yeah know, somebody's yeah. gonna do a podcast on it because like wow this is really cool yeah and a thing with the word virality too that i always like to say too is like there's a difference between like mega worldwide campaign viral and viral within your customer base. And that's another thing you have to think about too, is like who, what, what does virality look like for your prospects or your customers? Cause viral could mean that a hundred people shared it, but as a B2B business, that might be enough for you to have that happen in your, in your targeted thing. So don't aim, don't take the biggest swing in the world to be like, we've got to get a, you know, a hundred million views on this video or whatever it might be. If it's shareable for the right person, then that's the right strategy for your business. Yeah. And that's why these guys won in the targeting and engagement subcategory. Totally. Totally. <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. Yeah. The, <laughs> that tracks. Our friends at uh, Mosaic and Strategic Finance are not talking about the CMO playlist. No. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Mike, anything to add for takeaways for SaaS businesses? No, this is great. Cool. Awesome. Well, as always, thank you both for your time and for your brains. Thank you folks uh, out there in the world for listening. This is a mini-sode, so we're going to keep it mini. Um, we'll be back next week. We're going to be talking about another B2B CanLion Award winner um, in this four-episode mini-sode series. Um, so we'll be back next week with another short one. Until then, if you want to get in touch with us, you want to ask us about what we do for SaaS brands, how we can help you uh, establish your point of view, figure out who you are in the world to your customer and really own that single thing. Uh, you can go to drmg.co to learn more about us. If you want to have a recommendation uh, for what we talk about on here, um, or if we got anything wrong, you can always tell us that at hi at drmg.co. That's hi at drmg.co. And speaking of shareability, share the show with someone you think you might enjoy. Uh, we would We always appreciate that too. So uh, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all, Mike and Dustin, again for your time. Thanks, Ryan. And as always, we will see you next week. <laughs>